Hey, Peter. Hey. So I know how to mindlessly practice, but uh, <laughs> do you know how to mindfully practice? Uh, I know a little bit about this, but I'm excited to be exploring more today. Let's do it. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. Coming at you. Today's episode is sponsored by OpenStudioJazz.com. I love that little affect I just put on, made you smile and giggle a little bit. It's got, it's got me got me back in the game, as they say. Yeah, I was just trying to wake you up, bud. Yeah. Uh, what are we talking about today? Well, we're talking about mindful practice, and I think this might even... Uh, segue into just sort of mindful living perhaps i'm trying to set you up here a little bit because there's something else that you've been getting interested in doing mindfully lately i've noticed well i've uh, honestly i've been in mindfulness uh into mindfulness in general but mindfully eating i've yes. got this book that uh uh, your wife Kelly and I were talking about the other day about yes. eating mindfully. It's changed the game for me. Yeah, mindfully eating. Uh, but it's really got kind of like opened up this entirely new path of uh, of thinking about mindfulness in a way that I hadn't been as much before. And it's starting to kind of like uh, bleed into my practice, obviously, because it's a big part of my life uh, so far. And yep. uh, the practice is a big part of my life. I mean, and. Uh, it's been pretty awesome to to think about not thinking as much yep. um, while I practice. And I thought we could talk a little bit about maybe some techniques that people can apply uh, mindfulness to their practice. Yeah, and I and I think that this is uh, the practice area is something that that doesn't necessarily come naturally for us, but it's like one of those areas that if you've been doing it long enough, it starts to come easier. Mm. You know. And I think what ends up happening is if you play, you know, if you do a lot of practice over a number of years, you either develop some good mindful habits automatically, and then maybe you acquire some, you know, um, techniques from other areas like meditation that we both uh, been doing, um, and then just sort of advice from others, but mainly just kind of learning by trial and error, you know, and it's the kind of thing that like if you don't develop a good practice of mindfully practicing, a, a good technique of that, you're going to either just sort of lock up or lose interest or just not be so ineffective in your practice and stagnant that you're probably going to drift away from the, you know the the very art of practicing or getting better yeah. um so it's 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 something that i think if you've been around long enough you've got some techniques even if you don't realize it and then when we read these different books or go through these different practices of other areas it's cool to kind of be like, and this is what we talk about a lot, is like, wow, okay, I actually was already doing that in my piano practice. Yeah. I just never thought about it with food or with exercise right. or with life or with relationships or whatever. And so then we can kind of draw on our experience in music. It's so true, man. And the more I read about uh, like eating mindfully or or just sort of the nature of consciousness, the more I realize like I already kind of have some talent at this in the practice room because right. I've had to acquire it to be a professional musician. Exactly, you know exactly. I mean? Exactly what you're saying. Um, but it's interesting because I know some things like you also believe in, like I was, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, this, this author, Sam Harris, who yes. talks about, he's got this whole mindfulness app or whatever. And he's great. He's very smart. And, uh, he describes that, you know, often humanity describes our greatest currency as time, but he says, that's not actually the case because we've all, uh, guarded, uh, some time, an hour, and then completely wasted it by letting our attention get away from us. Right? Yes. So really, the greatest cash value we have is how we can direct our attention and yes. our, our ability to do that. 
because you could easily squander any time that you try to guard right by by just being lost in thought or not having your attention placed in where you ideally want it placed that's all happened to us in the practice room yep. we've got in the practice room and like okay here we go today hitting giant steps in all 24 oh, and a yeah. half keys and uh, wait let me get my bench right first yeah though. exactly and then <laughs> wait, is uh, my wrist <laughs> i just got a notification from instagram hold on hold on <laughs> wait this might be about a better way to practice so let me check it first yeah i think i got an email about some voicings from open studio oh my mom just emailed me <laughs> Oh, it's been 45 minutes? Okay, well, I guess I better hurry up. You know what I mean? Right. That's how it all happens. Or we just... Would you call that mindless practice? It is mindless practice. So one of the things we want to talk about avoiding is recognizing when we're practicing mindlessly and to just take a beat and to start again. Like, this is a, a big a concept. A little reset. A little reset time. Yeah. You can, there's so many opportunities in all of our practice sessions where we can just recognize that maybe we're lost in thought... Or maybe we're rambling. Yeah. You know, sometimes maybe you're thinking like, oh, here I am. I'm at the Village Vanguard. I'm playing with Christian McBride. And I'm, I'm rambling on a blues for 40 minutes. <laughs> and I didn't get anything good accomplished. I just played all the stuff I already know how to play. Right. Didn't actually practice. You need to be able to recognize and catch yourself doing that. And yeah. stay disciplined and really start thinking about where your attention lies. There's all these opportunities to start again. Don't judge yourself for doing that. Don't no. beat yourself up for it. This is like the natural human condition of right. consciousness is to do that. But just recognize that those thoughts are part of the greater consciousness and then uh, direct your attention back to where it should be. Yeah, and I, I love this idea of the, the example you're making about being on a gig because I think that's actually what we can draw upon as well. You know, Sometimes people would think, well, I'm not at the level of mindfulness in my practice to be able to do that. But if you think about when you're in a challenging situation or when you're put on the spot or when you're um, kind of required to do something, a lot of times we rise to the occasion. Sometimes we fall flat on our face. Mm -hmm. But either way, when you've got that sort of time, um, either a time constraint, because what you described at the Village Vanguard, playing with Christian McBride, if you ramble on for 40 minutes, that might be the last gig you ever do there. Right. But you're going to know that too. Now, you might not play the greatest you ever want to play, but you also know that like when it's time for you to solo, it's like you got to speak your thing. You can't really ramble around and, and take your time before you get started. Whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I think that's, I mean, ultimately, I think mindfulness, it's not always about quality. Of course, we're trying to concentrate as much as we can, but we're mainly just trying to be in that moment to be... Um, you know, as productive as we can at that time. And as you say, you know, to make that reset quicker if we need to. So like, don't wait for 40 minutes of your practice to go by before you're like, okay, now let me get going. Yeah. But don't beat yourself up if for five minutes you're kind of like, whoa, whoa, you know, start to develop the techniques that you need to do so that from that five, that six minute on, yeah. you get to really lock in. Yeah, realize that only, you know, masters of meditation who have re reached enlightenment are the only people that don't have thoughts coming in. We exactly. all have thoughts coming in and we all need to, just gently remind ourselves, oh, I'm lost in thought and it's time to get back. Uh, now, a great way to practice this is to actually practice meditation. Meditation is the practice of being aware in the moment. Yeah. And so if you can practice that outside the practice room, it can be very beneficial in the practice room. It doesn't have to be a you know, religious or spiritual experience. I mean, no. it's a spiritual experience, but not religious experience per se. It could just be literally you practicing attention. Yes. Um, and there's tons of ways you can, you can look that up on your own. There's tons of different ways to do it, and they all can really help you achieve this goal of awareness. Um, some just practical things you can do in the practice room if you don't practice meditation that I like to do to kind of get me back in the moment is I 
the, the thought always comes up when I catch myself thinking too much is, okay, reconnect with my senses. I, we have five of them. I don't know if you know that. Touch, smell, sight, taste, and uh, 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 hearing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> forget about listen. Listen was number five just then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you well, know? you know. No, but just take, take a beat and think about, okay, what am I seeing right now? What am I smelling right now? What taste is in my mouth? Okay, it's still breakfast. Yeah. What am I hearing? Air conditioning. And what am I feeling? Like, like think about the points of contact to the piano bench or chair you're in or maybe your feet on the floor mm-hmm. or the air on your skin. Any of that can help you to, like, come straight back to the moment. And then once you're there, start again. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think that, you know, a lot of, a lot of times because of the potential for sensory overload uh, in modern culture now with devices with the speed with which people are exchanging information that we start to think it's impossible to do anything fully mindful like you used to be able to. And I would just say that, you know, these digital tools that we have can be wonderful devices, but they can be very divisive. They can be very, um, they can obstruct not only mindfulness, but just attention in general. Oh, yeah. But we can also, we don't have to give in to them. You know what I mean? We're still very early mm. in terms of like, you know, technology is always accelerating mm. up, up, up to a point. Um, and we're in a period most likely, I mean, it's always, always hard to tell until you look back historically, you know, to assess the periods we're in in terms of, you know, technological advancement. But it feels like we're in a time where things, technology has sort of um, out, you know, outraced our ability to control it. But not everybody. Like if you talk to certain people, it's it's again it's a mindset thing if if you believe that everything is out of control then you're never going to be able to do anything fully mindful because you don't even believe it's possible anymore all oh, that you can't do that because there are notifications like you turn your notifications off yeah what's wrong with that i mean i know some people but even back in the day it used to be like that you know you'd be at a concert and you'd hear a beeper go off that yeah. was a doctor yeah of course that was literally yeah. a doctor they're the only ones that would have yeah. that but then we got this thing that everybody has to you know be able to be notified and in touch all the time. And so you have to remove yourself from that or else you're never going to be fully present and even have a chance to be able to practice mindfully. And we talked the other day, I think about the 15 minute concept. Mm -hmm. And I think some people might've misunderstood us thinking that, Oh, they're talking about practicing for 15 minutes because the, the digital world is it's, it's so intrusive that that's all you can concentrate on. And it's really not that at all. It's that if you can take 15 minutes and be very mindful and productive and put on a mindset where you can really get something accomplished in what is it seems like it's a short amount of time. But actually time, it's like when you start to really concentrate on something and you're really in the moment, yeah. time stands still. Well, that's so 15 exactly right. minutes becomes long, right? Yeah. If you're able to hold your attention on you know, your objective for 15 minutes, that's yeah. a big win. That's very a much. big, big win. Yeah. Uh, so consider that uh, as you're considering all these things. You I know, mean, we've done some unsuccessful podcasts where we rambled on for no. 25 minutes. Even today, they're, no, they're never going to hear the light of day. No. But then we've done some real little gems at like nine or 11 minutes I because like we were this in one. this. And we might. I mean, I don't like to judge it, prejudge it or post-judge it. But I mean, it's just, you know, yeah, time should not be. I think the more mindful you get, the less time, the more elastic time yeah. is. And the less we have to concentrate on that. Uh, so... Consider uh, working on mindfulness in your practice. I'm going to give a shout out here to a book that I got when I was a teenager and that uh, is still relevant for this, and that's a book by Kenny Warner, 
Yes. Awesome jazz pianist. Effortless mastery. Effortless mastery. He literally wrote a book about how to practice mindfully. Go check it out. Yep. It's really awesome. Yep. And can can help you make strides in this if you're having problems like focusing or or staying uh, aware in the moment while you're practicing or even when you're performing. He did, There's a whole thing on that about performing yeah. with fear and all that stuff. And it's great for getting out of your head. Very, very much. And yeah. then there's the Sam Harris app, which you sent me, which I haven't even checked out yet. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, Waking Up. It's Waking a, Up. It's a great, a great app. Yeah, I sent And we're not sponsored by them or anything. This no, is just no, no. stuff we're throwing out there. Yeah, a lot of good like guided meditations on that one that yeah. can help you. Come Calm in. is great. I mean, that's like one that a lot of people use. And Calm is good. Headspace. Very, my wife uses Headspace. Good. Is good. Yeah. yeah, they're all good. But there's just, My wife just says, get out of my Headspace. <laughs> yeah, I don't that's think right. that's related. Though. That's right. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll come back to this. This is something that I think it should be an ongoing thing because it's so important. Maybe we could talk someday about performing mindfully and not mindlessly. And I would just say too to people, like we're all at different places with this, but I think because um, there's such a movement, especially with younger folks, but but really with everybody, um, you know, because like, that's why I say we're actually at a very exciting moment because there's so much like chatter around the world. There's actually a, a a movement in a number of different areas towards mindfulness. So you can take, these things like a lot of people have gotten into different kinds of mindful eating, you know, and we both have in our own ways and we exchange ideas about that. And, and you can take that if that's an area that you excel at more and you feel like, well, I'm having trouble with that in my practice. You're taking those same concepts and applying them to your practice routines. It's not actually that different. If you're a really good reader, you know, use those um, techniques. Like I'm actually in the middle right now of trying to up my reading game. I got a little 30 day challenge coming up. I don't want to jinx it yet. Oh, really? I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, a little thing about reading 30 minutes a day. But that's very much like people that read on a regular basis and are in that habit or in a perfect kind of mindset to be able to apply that to the same, those same principles to practicing on an instrument. I think, man, you do too many 30 days. You did two this month and are you doing two next month? Or are you doing one? I think I might even do three. I didn't feel like these two were that much, man. I don't, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I got two days. So check back with me if you know what I'm saying. All right. Well, till tomorrow you'll hear it. 